Hey, welcome to Real Talk, episode 137. I'm Todd, this is AJ, and we're back. Hey, old. <laughs> hey, old wolf. Yeah. yeah. Welcome. <laughs> and you heard it here first. So, uh, also behind the camera, manning the station, the deck. That's right. You know, space command, you might say. The Google box. Yep. Is the man, the myth, the legend himself, Fun Turn Clint. Fun Turn, how you doing, buddy? I'm doing pretty good, pretty good. All I'm right. Going to hyperdrive. Man in the deck. Nice. It really does look like he's uh, has some kind of star command back there. He's surrounded by computers and soundboards. <laughs> right. And he's literally trapped in a little little invisible web a here. Little, a yeah, little which, dome of technology. Well, it's not invisible in the sense that you see cords. <laughs> yeah, anyway. It's terrible for me, if you know me, because at, at any moment, mm -hmm. I could have a it's It's gotten to sheer like, destruction. The problem is I would love to do a... Uh, Compilation, mm -hmm. but you couldn't do it because it's random. Yeah, but it would be funny. It's true because it's when you see his face, he used to get mad. Oh yeah, like when you would acknowledge it, right? <laughs> but now he just looks over and goes, "I know." <laughs> Typically, that's what he says. Or he'll go. The other day, he just goes, "I just touched it." That's <laughs> all I did. So hey, you know what, guys? Last week, uh, I don't even remember what the episode was about, but a lot of you. It was called Weathered. Uh, oh, yeah, Weathered. We were Weathered. So this week, we're in a different place. Um, a lot of questions, man. So, so excited to see the old the old team out there, the old Book Nook. That's right. Rumble Jumble. Hot Squad. Tube. The Jube. Uh, <laughs> whatever. All the areas of social media. <laughs> Spotify, Modify, all the teams. <laughs> Apparently, you can just anything that rhymes, but... In all seriousness, we're just thankful, man, that people are joining us with some good stuff, good topics and questions. Yeah, we had a man. Fun turn, dove into some articles that, um, oh, yeah. if we do go into and we get to real news, real views, you could essentially say uh, we have not prepped at all for this. And nope. those, and many times we'll at least take a gander at the articles now because we've recognized that that is a good practice. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so, um, growing, growing, and growing, huh? That's right, man. So. Never That's stop. it, man. That's where we're at. I know the past few weeks, those have been watching. You're probably like, boy, these guys are mopey. They're sad. They're they're in a spiral of deep destruction and depression. Well, that's not entirely true. And <laughs> we, uh, I think we're back. So you know what? In all seriousness, sometimes you go through those, man. I, I yeah. I, I, I not through moments that are hard, and you're learning, and God's teaching you, and life's hard, and you're trying to. Trying to figure out what it's like to walk through that. It's part of the reason the show exists. Is to when people yeah. are in those moments, man, to give those opportunities and a platform to talk about that stuff. Hmm. I remember a pastor, a professor. It might have been in seminary when that I had to do in a class that I listened to a sermon that was essentially or teaching. I don't remember. Okay, but he called. He he, he didn't call it that. He talked about this concept. Um, or someone of the dark days of the soul. Now I've done a sermon called that long ago. Um, because I found it really interesting. And, and, and that one connected with the story of Job, which I used to hate, and now I mm. see the beauty in. But the dark days of souls, there's still those periods in our life, man, when, and when sadness doesn't really cut it, you know? When, hey, I'm even depressed is not really it, because it's more of a, I don't know, man, just a dark time, you know? Mm. Not even dark in the sense of like, oh, evil, just the heaviness and the weight. And the gloom kind yes. of. Yes. You got to find your way through it. it so. Makes me think of like people like tearing their clothes. Yeah. Like, oh, yeah. So, like, it's so, like, oh, just so heavy that people have to do used that. to literally just rip their clothes and just beat their breast. So, that's what they would say, right? Yeah, man. So, that's that. Um, 
but we're here. <laughs> we have a lot to get to. Yeah. Um. So when I say, you know, I feel like it's strange to me, and maybe I'm wrong, guys. Okay. Tell me. It's strange to not do any, given that we've gone so deep in our personal lives at all, to not give any sort of reason why we are now giggling and laughing a bit after weeks of being like, what is life? Um, yeah. But at the same time, I, we have a lot to get through today. That's true. So do we do a two-minute, this is what's going on, kind of how where we're at, where we landed, or do we just kind of give an overview as a, as a group here of like where, what we kind of, kind of our big thing here, mm-hmm. like where we settled, why we're here? I mean, I think, not the scenario, but more of like what, why we are okay to be like, hey. Um, I think an overview is fine. You guys can dive in here. I'll, I'll clearly I'm the big mouth here, so I'll I'll start. Um, I think overall, what what I would say for us, mm-hmm. you tell me if I'm wrong. There's been a lot of conflict. I know a lot of people are like, man, we sense tension, and we've yeah. talked about it even. You got to understand that the tension we're going through isn't just each other, mm. isn't just related to each other. That that there were things going on outside of that that was that were hard, man. People issues and culture issues within the people that we have decided to live life with, so our church and all these other things. And and sometimes in the midst of that, it's hard to see, I don't know, you, it's hard to see our first and foremost, our own part in that. That's, right? yeah. In, in creating that. Meaning, you know, my selfishness adds to a culture of selfishness. Absolutely. You know, yours and, and fun turns and all these things. So I think for, for me, if, if I were to put it overall, and you guys can give your thoughts on this, I think we just had to... We had to empty the closets, mm. put it in the center of the room. It wasn't pretty to look at. No. And, in, and then clean it out. And I think what you guys are probably seeing or listening to as you're listening to this podcast now is we're now, though I wouldn't say we've put everything back away and thrown everything away that needs to be thrown away, I think that we're united in, hey, we see this stuff. Yeah. We're going to get rid of the stuff we don't want in our room, right? Proverbial room. And... In doing that, even though it wasn't fun, the process it's it's begun to brighten the room, right? The day, you know, or the uh, I don't know, the heaviness kind of dissipating a little bit. I don't yeah. know. That's kind of my view. Being really general, I don't know what you guys think. I, that, yeah, I, I think that's you good. Could talk too, Funder. You're part of this. Bro. Yeah, man. Of what? course, you could dive in anytime, dude. Um, I I agree. I, it's kind of like you use this in your sermon Sunday. And it was, it makes me think of like that room, right? Like it was in the closet and, you know, there was no light in there. And now we've taken all this stuff that was in that dark room where we've thrown it into this, we've, we've taken it out and put it in the room of light. And, you know, there's light in this room, <clears throat> bringing that dark stuff into the light, making it visible so it's now light. And, you know, and that's... Dude, I didn't even think of the connection. I just preached that. Yeah, yeah man. And so that's really good. It's what it made me think of. I think of. that's, dude, that's it. That verse describes exactly what I think has been going on. With us, our yeah. church, you know. Oh, yeah, and there's definitely, you know, I'm sure there's more to come. Like you said, like yeah. there's still more to get out. And, and I think a lot of times those who listen, you, you kind of want drama, right? You kind of think, oh, my goodness, it's some kind of big scandal. And that's the thing. I think sometimes this, the idea of the scandal might be easier. No, these are the things that are minor. These are the, the thing minor in the world's eyes, right? Yeah. The things we got to look at in ourselves that's like, no, we set out to be <sighs> – create something different in the sense that it's it's not because it's it's we want to be very solid biblically based group of people and that's in community deep community all those things and in that there's rough edges man there is rough edges yeah i think i think it's very interesting because i sent this to todd a while ago and i i'm sure you heavily influenced this just honestly 
but it was the idea of the great Trojan. The Trojan horse and how they invaded that city, if anybody doesn't know, is just this little piece of history, how they built a giant horse and they sent it as like a gift and then they jumped out of it and then they killed all the people. Essentially the idea of the Trojan horse, but I took it and I was like, that's how the enemy moves in our lives. I think we all want to believe that at the end of the day, if the enemy is coming and doing things, it's going to be obvious and things like that. Mm. The verse that hit me, it was months ago. Uh, Norman said it in youth group. It was, uh, I don't know it exactly, but it's uh, the enemy is prowling around like a roaring lion. Yeah. Lion. Um, prowling doesn't always mean he's roaring. Sometimes he is just prowling. That's interesting. And he's, I like he's that. stalking that you mean, and moving. I think that's a really good way to put it. And it also yeah. says at the end of that verse, it's, uh, can't quote it word for word, but it's essentially be mindful of that. Yeah. Be aware. Mm. Don't let yourself fall into that. And that's the idea of the great Trojan. Yeah, I was going to say, I can see he, how that relates. He wants to, he's not going to go necessarily for the big things. If you're a solid believer that is like, you want to know what? No, I need to do this. He's going to go for the, sing, the little thing in the corner. And he's going to pull it out. Mm-hmm. Just a small pin, just a small hair. Todd talked about this, this small hair, a small dog hair. Before we went on, he talked about this, a small dog hair. You may think that that's small, but a million of those is going to fill the room. And yep. I was like, that's so good, Todd, because that's what he's doing. The enemy's taking that one little piece and going, well, you don't need to worry about that. Mm. Next thing you know. It's another piece. Yep. Death by a thousand cuts. That's good, man. That's really good. And I agree with you. So that's kind of where it's at. And, and it's yeah. so strange that sometimes, and it <laughs> backs up the fact that if we just did what God told us all the time individually um as far as even sharing hurts and frustration uh, yeah you're right it always confessions even and all those kinds of things man it It always goes back yep you're right so hopefully that's not too mysterious you're more than welcome to ask us if you're intrigued if you're like no man we really want to get in your lives feel free to use the link oh i forgot to tell them that oh yeah so there's a link here who knew the show www.theremnant.life slash real dash talk and that real is r-e-a-l so www.theremnant.life that life slash real dash talk. Click the link, go down to submit a question all at the bottom of the page. Pull up a form fillable box. Tippity tap your comment, question, concern, link. Hit submit. Goes in our database completely anonymously. Couldn't find you if we tried. Because we have. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> so, yeah, you know, you could you can ask us more specifics. We're probably willing to talk about it as long as it doesn't um, violate someone else's stuff, right? Like, we're, we're, <laughs> yeah, we're yeah. pretty open here. Probably to a fault, if I'm honest. Yeah. yeah, it's probably I'd hurt the so. show. I think it's probably hurt the show, honestly, with as far as reach, because people don't want to see sad people. I was gonna. I mean, that's actually fair when you think about it, because why do people listen to podcasts or watch shows? It's usually for some Skin sort of entertainment. Life. Yeah, and they're like, they're like, what yeah. are these guys? Oh, what are yeah. 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 All right. Well, hey, that's it. That's where we're at. <clears throat> so we'll tell you more later, I'm sure. But we want to get some of these questions, man, because these things are good today. Um, real quick note. So we're going to bring, the way I say it was weird. It was just good. These things are good today. (laughs) Let's go. So what I would tell you is, so we got a lot of questions in Revelation. We told you, we were just talking about this. We love, so much excitement in that, the amount of questions you guys are sending us, and they're really good. We're trying to do the best, trying to come up with the best way to answer some of these, especially when they come in groups. So we're going to do a little Revelation special. And uh, what's what? I'm sorry, man. Wait, something again? <laughs> no, yeah, because for some reason when you said we love, I thought you were going to go, we love Revelation. <laughs> no, I didn't say that. But if you love Revelation, um, not that we hate it, but you will, uh, 
we're going to do a little episode to answer. We've got probably, I don't know, four to eight questions mm-hmm. on that. And then we're going to put a bonus episode. We don't know. Probably this week. I know we said the last time it's... That, that's yes. Um, in which maybe even a little live where we just answer some of these questions. They're so good, man, that we want to get them so that in case you're one of those people that maybe you're new and you just pop this question in and you pop on for an episode and you're like, gosh darn it, they didn't get to it and I really want to know. We want to get to that today. That's and right. We get to it as soon as we can. So that's where we're at. So if you ask Revelation, don't give up. They're coming. Good questions. Oh, yeah. So here it is. Huh. What an interesting one. Did I ask you the one about bugs last week? I don't believe so. There we go. Is it wrong, first question one, is it wrong to kill bugs in a church since it's holy ground and they are God's creatures? <laughs> <laughs> it's not, we're not laughing because of the question. It's just a very real question. Yeah, man. That's someone's uh, thinking. I don't think so. <laughs> you know, I, I don't know about you, but, you know, if I see a spider running across the floor of, you know, of this church, I stomp on it Which, immediately. <laughs> they are the size of horses here. That's, That's right, man. We are a spider farm. <laughs> No, um, yeah, you know, the beginning of eight legged freaks started here. Oh. Um, so oh. you know, <laughs> shout started. out David Arquette, but uh, so you know, no, nah, man, I don't think it's wrong. No, yeah, I think there's one of those ones that on the service, like you're trying to go, I mean, we kill deer to eat them, it's not gonna That's be right. wrong to kill bugs, mm-hmm. um, though. I think it's a fair question because your mind, you're like, well, that bug. He's not hurting you, and I'm like, well, some of them will hurt you. That's right. Um, so no, I don't think it's wrong in the sense, and um, you know, I can't he, wait to ask God why he made mosquitoes. Also, interesting note. Agreed. Interesting note here. I love this. Just a little bonus for you to ask this question. I know the, I know what you meant, but I think this is a beautiful concept. Okay. What makes the church building holy is not the building. It is the people in it. Ooh. Because the Bible tells us that we, those that put their faith in Christ, are living stones that when they come together, build the temple. <sighs> so whether that temple's in a building, mm-hmm. whether it's out in a field... When, those, when we come together, that is what makes it holy. That's good, two man. or three are gathered in his name, there he is also. <clears throat> so, just a little note for you. Nice. I mean, even I can forget that at times, right? Because I will say this. No biblical evidence of this. So, this is... Mm-hmm. I'm allowed to have opinions. We've talked about this. I do think, without sounding too mystical, there's something, something powerful about a place where people worship Oh, yeah. God. And we've talked about this. You know, you walk into our sanctuary, and I don't care what anyone says right now. There's a peace it feels in there, different. man. Yep. And, um, you know, to me, I don't think it's necessarily that the ground. I think I like to view it as like echoes and or uh, a fragrance, mm. an aroma that's left over from when God's people were there till when they're there again. You know, it's kind of yeah. washed that place. So I think it's just kind of a beautiful thing that I've noticed about yeah, man. churches. Yes. And so it's like a the way I can put it sometimes is like, especially when it's dark. When it's dark and I walk in there, it's like a mystical, just quiet. Exactly. It's, it's, is like, it not weird? You'll hear it. It's cool. So anyway. Um. Oh, yeah, I'm up. <laughs> um. Okay, next question is... Why do you think that beautiful is only acceptable with morality? Like there's a right or wrong. So we kind of did talk about this question briefly before we came on because we do always want to respect the questions that come in. But if we're honest, sometimes they're hard to understand. Yes. And I think the way you read that question, um, it's almost like I wonder if we had we said something at one point in a, in a previous episode. Because mm-hmm. I could see that. That maybe someone grabbed a hold of and they're like, well, why do you think that? Yeah. Um. So if you ever do that, reference a specific thing we said, let us know the episode number if you can. If oh, that'd not, be nice. Uh, but I'm going to answer this the way that I think 
you may mean. And if, if it's not correct, um, whoever sent this in, I would love for you to send in. You know, no, I didn't mean that. So what I think is, I kind of view it as this, because we've said things like this before, that real love, for instance, mm-hmm. it's kind of like the idea of someone saying, you know, real, the only kind of true love that actually exists, pure love, yeah. is Christ-like love, mm-hmm. the love that God himself gives us. Uh, the Bible, the, the Greek word for it is agape, right? This kind of selfless love that loves um, irregardless of how they're loved back, all these things, right? This, and I th- so in some ways to me, it's like I do think the purity of something affects the beauty of it. Mm. So, yeah. example, without trying to be vulgar, what's the difference in our mind between a pornographic scene and the idea of the of wedding night between a husband and wife after their their beautiful ceremony? Why mm. two acts that are the same in the, if you simplify it, but in our hearts and minds, right, in the act it's the it, same. It, well, there's something about it that's different, right? Yeah. And what is that thing? Um, if not the intent behind it. I think you're right. It's Does the that purity make sense? of it. Yeah, yeah it's the, I, I see what you're saying. Same, same reason you kind of go like, why is anyone, this isn't just Christians, you know, why are babies so beautiful? Mm. You know, whether or not, everybody jokes about, quote, ugly babies. You say that, but at the same time, when you see a baby, there's something beautiful about mm. it, and it's that innocence, right? Did you say not me, Clint? Oh, I thought he's like, <laughs> not me, no beauty in babies. So <laughs> Does that make sense, though? Yeah, yeah it makes sense. Um, and it goes on and on, right? It when you mm. look at, I'm looking at not even Christian. This this is just philosophical for me. When you look at an untouched place in nature, versus the deep woods of anywhere, it could even be locally. Hmm. If there's a deep those places where you go, gosh, man, something is just special and beautiful about this. I like I like the idea of untouched. Yeah, it's yeah. I like so that. we've talked in the past about these ideas, these moments that are, and this will be, we got to trademark this for our line, for real, for our clothing, because we're going to do something to try to encourage people in a clothing line, but it's echoes of Eden, right? Yep. These moments, these things that kind of point us back to God. I, it reminds me of the verse that says, paraphrasing, but where God says, people don't have an excuse not to believe because all they have to do is look around and you'll see the handiwork of God. It's there, you know? Um even in people, you know, we're made in the image of God, and it's so evident sometimes, right? Mm. Man, Those beautiful moments, right? Chill. So, anyway, that, that's what I think. I think morality absolutely affects the beauty of something. I agree. And I think when you, when you say that it doesn't, and I'm sure there's people out there, very intelligent people that would argue with me and maybe have good arguments, but, excuse me, the very fact that you don't want that to be the case, not you who ask, but people sometimes. Yeah. The reason they get fired up is to say... I don't like it because I've, I've, I fully believe that a lot of times that has to do with a, a guilt and a shame. I was, uh, yes, you know, I was that, just thinking that. No, it, pornography and this are the same, and nobody views it differently because why? Because you feel guilty about your own past maybe, right? Yes. Those kinds of things. It's like it can never be that again. Mm-hmm. Mm, that's so, really good. Well that's just a thought. I like that Moving on. On road, moving yeah. on. I'm <laughs> so, where are we at? It's you just asked me about what uh, the beautiful is only acceptable with morality. Yeah, why in the world can I not see this? Like where we are at here? Did we do the one about speaking their mind? 
No, I don't think, I don't think so. No. All right. So my question to you, AJ, All right. sent in by one of our brilliant inf- uh, listeners. Okay. Do you feel like if everyone spoke their mind, the world would be a better place? Absolutely. Um, you know, this is funny, man, because a lot of the time, you know, sometimes, you know, they say some simplicity is bliss, and that can also be a thing in questions because a lot of the time people can think, oh, man, that's just a, that's just a basic question. But when you really think about it, that is such a – like that is, there's a lot of depth to that when you think oh, about yeah. it. Because if, if I can see – why people on the surface would think, well, if everyone spoke their mind, it'd just be pure chaos. Mm. To an extent, that might be true. But mm. in the... It's funny, man, because I would think that if everyone was always speaking their mind, there would never be an absence of honesty then. And if there was mm. always honesty, how could, how could that not come... Like, how could that not bring peace? You mm. know? Like, I feel like there's a lot of peace and truth you know, even if it's ugly sometimes, because you always can come back. Like you can always work through that because at least they were honest, right? There might be, there might be pain in it, you know, but there's beauty in truth. You know, it's just Mm -hmm. like how Jesus would say, wait, wait, was it Jesus? I think it was. It wasn't, I don't think it was Paul when he's talking about this is hard teaching. Mm. Like, oh, Jesus. Yes. Um, Yeah. Only those who have ears to hear it will hear it. Yeah. Yes. You uh, know. The disciples came up to ask him. It was actually about divorce because they were like, "What do you mean I got to marry this lady?" Anybody? Yes. Yeah. And like you know, he's talking about yeah, like th- this is hard teaching, and I guess for some reason that came to mind because even if it's hard teaching, those who are willing to hear, like if you're willing to hear the truth, whether that's from you know if it's from somebody that that you know mm-hmm. is important to you, even if it hurts, you know it's still good. Um, mm-hmm. So I guess that yeah, that's kind of where my mind goes when I think about that. I hope that makes sense. <laughs> but yeah, that, that's what I mean. That's kind of one of those questions where like on the surface, like yes, absolutely. But like when you actually think of why it would be better, it, it just, there's just a lot of depth to it. Mm. So yeah, that's that's kind of where I'm at with that. Um, yeah, I would pretty much agree with the majority. Of that. I don't really think I even need. Yeah. Uh, uh, oh yes, I did. I didn't want to add one thing. Sorry. Okay. I, I would say this. Because then people are like, well, what about when I just want to call someone a piece of crap and I want to tear them down because my mind's thinking that? Well, again, I believe if we're to, if, if all people follow the Bible and God's plan for us until we're saved, you know, because when we're fully sanctified, meaning when He is, when we go home or during mm-hmm. the judgment time, whether, you know, when we are glorified, which means given our new bodies and the new earth and all that, we will we'll always be able to speak our mind because there won't be any evil in it. So now what we have to do, though, is, yes, I believe we should speak our mind, filtered through love. That's so good. God gives us very specific directions on when to talk and when not, because he also says in, you know, the book of James to, to control the tongue, because it can start a lot of fires. That's right. So, yes, speak your mind if the goal is to restore a relationship, mm. uh, confess a sin, you know, sinful thought, um, you know, those kinds of things. That's really good, yeah. But, That's good to bring uh, up. <laughs> no, no, I think yours was right on. I just wanted to make that addendum. Yeah. Cause it, uh, you know, because we're sinful, and, and we need to always filter it, and that's why we have the Bible and the Holy Spirit, mm. is to help us know the times between. Now, what you're saying is so true, too, man. It's just, because I know what you're saying. You're saying, really, what we've been going through as a church 
Yes. Because what you're saying is sometimes that fear of saying what's on your mind or that it's wrong then actually goes against Scripture. So, for instance, I'm not going to admit that I have this, I don't know, pride, arrogance, bitterness in me. Right. Because that's wrong when God actually says, no, you should say that in this case so mm-hmm. that it doesn't you know, hold, hold over you and you can repent and all those things. So I so love good. what AJ said. I would say this. You've got to control your tongue. That's you control good. your tongue by primarily asking yourself, is this you know, good? Is it beneficial um, for the building up of the person and or me as a believer? I love that. So that's it. Great. Nice. Other than that, great question. All right. <clears throat> By the way, I think people speak, the world itself speaks their mind all, all the time. Oh, Because they the don't time. care. That's right. <clears throat> so, that's right. I'm so sorry for coughing, guys, into the mic. Um, I, I know that happens. Allergies are really bad right now. And I noticed oh, yeah. a few episodes ago when I went back to listen, truly, for, please forgive me. I will try to control it better um, by taking my allergy medication even earlier if necessary. <laughs> <clears throat> all right. I think you're up, right? Yes, sir. Next question. With our godless culture infiltrating churches more every day, what does the remnant church believe about biblical church discipline, and how would the elders approach a member or frequent attendee that was living in unrepentant sin or, prom- or, or promoting heresy that was contrary to the one true gospel? <coughs> so sorry again. Uh, that's a great question. And to summarize it very easily, um, we follow the Bible in matters of church discipline. Yes, sir. And I think... All of the New Testament, even Paul's instructions, really uh, fall back on Jesus' teachings in the Gospel of Matthew chapter 18. So I'm just going to read it to you and, and then explain to you how that would play out in our church. All right. If your brother sins against you, go and tell him his fault between you and him alone. I love this. Between you and him alone. If he listens to you, which would mean he changes and stops, you have gained your brother. Meaning, mm. That's awesome. Yeah. But if he does not listen, take one or two others along with you that every charge may be established by the evidence of two or three witnesses. This is really interesting. I, and, and just recently, I haven't told you guys, we our church practices. He says to bring those other two or three people not to bully the person in, into submission, right? <laughs> yeah. Which is sometimes what you think. He's like, I'm going to come with my posse. I'm going to make you. <laughs> no, it's, it's essentially those other two people, we don't even know if they say anything. They're just there to be witnesses that you have been given the opportunity to repent. Yes. Uh, and I'm going to explain to you why we, have, we, we do this and why this was very important in our church. It protected our church. Um, so then by the evidence 2 or 3, verse 17, if he refuses to listen to them, tell it to the church. Now, there is sometimes some leeway here as to what Jesus meant as far as specifically the church. Yeah. Does that mean the entire congregation? Um. You know, it, it would seem to be that way, right? Yeah. Uh, what does that look like? Well, you know, sometimes I think we overthink it. It could be as simple as saying, why is all this happening? And you tell the church, the issue we're having here is Bob is living with and sleeping with his girlfriend, and we've went and talked to him. Bob's a member of our church, He's our, and he's not changing church. That's right. What do you think? Mm. And Bob should be there, right? That's and right. Bob goes, maybe Bob even gets, up, gets to stand up and give, here's why I think it. Well, clearly, sin is sin. That's right. The church is going to say, Bob, hey, you can't do that. That's right. You got to do you something. You need to stop. Bob. If Bob does, and then we'll go on. If he, re- no, Bob, and if he refuses to listen even to the church, and this is the part that our modern culture struggles with. If he refuses to listen even to the church, let him be to you as a Gentile and a tax collector. 
Mm. Now, this is very, very powerful statement, and we're kind of like, it, it loses its meaning here. A Gentile in the time of Jesus, remember Jesus was a Jew. Mm-hmm. Um, a Gentile was people who did not worship the true God. They did not worship the God of Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob. They did not worship the only God. Mm. So essentially what he's saying, right? So first off, if we say that person needs to be treated like that, we need to treat them <clears throat> as though they are a pagan, for instance. What does that mean? It doesn't mean you don't love them. It doesn't mean you don't care for them. But you certainly aren't going to allow them to be a member of your church. Right. They don't worship the same God as you, right? No. I mean, we get, does everyone, three of us in this room, get in agreement on that? So you oh, need yeah. to treat them like they are not actually believers in Jesus Christ. So right. they, of course, they're not going to come and be a part of your church. Now, here's the second part. He says he doesn't just stop there. Because he says, let him be to you as a Gentile and a tax collector. Mm. Very interesting. We learn this very simply. Tax collector, the Jews would have known what that meant. A tax collector would be a often Jewish person <clears throat> who works for the Roman Empire, and they are viewed as a traitor. So now he says, treat them both as someone who doesn't believe, but even more so, they're a traitor. They're the worst of the worst. Do not even associate with them. In fact, they wouldn't. That's why it's That's so crazy. shocking when Jesus called Matthew to yes. join the, the, the disciples because they were going, this guy is literally a traitor. Yeah. So you, you cast out a traitor. You have nothing to do with them. They're not welcomed in the, you know, all these things. They're not welcomed in the temple. They're not welcomed with you. You don't treat them as really, truly part of it. They are dangerous mm. even, right? Because they would be. They report you to the... So what does that mean in the modern church? Well, we also know in 1 Corinthians that Paul goes on to talk about a situation that's the same thing. Paul comes in and he says, he's writing to the church in Corinth and he says, hey, you've got this person. We'll use the name Bob again. Yeah. Bob, I heard, is doing this terrible thing where he is sleeping with his father's wife. Yep. He's having sex with her. You have clearly, we get the indication that, by the way, this is also beauty. They didn't just kick him out when this happened immediately. No. You've told Bob to stop. Bob is not stopping, That's and you're right. letting him just stay. <laughs> and Paul says, what are you doing? Cast this guy out of the church. Treat mm. him like this, same thing. And it actually says, hand him over to Satan. Yeah. Why? That he may learn, essentially, before it's too late. Mm. And, and sometimes you don't realize how far you've gone and or that this person's probably not saved. I'll go so far to say if someone gets to that level to where they refuse even the church to repent, I don't believe there's any indication they have the Holy Spirit. And I think Jesus is telling us that too. And they need to truly come to know him. And the hope is outside of the community, you know, with the consequences of that, they will then come to true repentance. Mm, so good. how do we do that in this church? We do that exact thing. We have done it. Unfortunately, this recently came up within the last four months in our church. Um, and, you know, it's so important, people, believers, Christians out there, pastors that may catch this show, even if you're here just to mock us or, you know, that has happened or try to accuse us or whatnot. Yeah. The truth is, take this home with you, even if that's you. You need to be willing to follow Jesus's command, no matter how unimportant it is, no matter how scary it is because you think they're going to get mad, no matter how much it affects the church's coffers, meaning their pocketbook, their money, mm. you need to be willing to do this because... That is exactly, I like what they said, in this godless, what they say, this godless culture yeah, that is infecting that. the church, what yep. a powerful statement, and you're right. I'm going to tell you right now, a big reason our godless culture is infiltrating churches is the church's refusal 
to do what Christ said to do with unrepentant sinners in the church. Mm-hmm. Not people that struggle, because see, what tends to happen is, weirdly, is that what we talk about often is you will then <clears throat> throw someone out who's struggling with a sin. Right. That's different. Well, Todd, what is unrepentance? Unrepentance doesn't mean, okay, the second time this person comes and says they've struggled with pornography, kick them out. The very fact they're confessing, willing to say it's wrong, shows that there's movement here happening. Yes. Now, eventually it could show that it's not. But this situation, based on what Christ told us, is we're talking about a situation where I literally go to the person, they say, no, I will not stop. I do not think it's wrong. Or in the case of our person, that's not a sin, and then they're going to argue using scriptures that are not even true. So, for instance, in our case, the the sin in question, well, you you, everyone understand it's when it's adultery. They'd be like, oh, get them out. They don't even go through the process, which that's not Mm -hmm. godly either. Um, Blah, 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 steal this person was prideful, rebellious, and divisive. And Paul goes on later, to, even further, when it comes to a person that's divisive. He says, warn, the divisive pers- warn a divisive person once, then warn them twice, then have nothing to do with them. Mm. Because we've seen ourselves in this church as a warning to you guys. Now, God has kept our church. I think we, one of the things I love is it's kept us unified in this. But that's so dangerous. This person literally went out and started reaching out to numerous members of the church, even to people who weren't members yet but have been attending, trying to infiltrate. I'm serious. It sounds crazy, but trying to spin a story to get ahead of it because in their mind, I don't know, they want to look good. But the truth is we're not going around saying anything because even though you weren't allowed to be in our amongst us anymore after a year even of a process of trying to work with you, um, we still want good for you, and our hope Absolutely. is repentance and a turn to God. And I pray for salvation for this person because I don't believe there's any evidence of the actual working in the Spirit. For instance, in this case, this person says, I don't need to repent to the church. I've repented to God. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Which, P.S., God says, no, if you repent to me, you're going to do what I told you to do and repent to the people in my church. You yes. don't get to determine the rules of God just because he's... That's why it's so funny, man. Everybody's cool with God. Christ is, is very specific. Mm. God is nebulous and allows you to define him however you want, right? The concept of God, not the God of the Bible. So does that make sense or is that too? No, that's great. So that, I think that's good. I, I, I truly believe this. Go read John MacArthur. I even sent this person, this specific person, a verse from John MacArthur. Okay, you don't like me, you don't believe me. Here's John MacArthur, almost universal, almost universally respected as a believer, even if you don't fully agree with him theologically, which I don't in every area. But I respect him to the because he is a man of God, I believe, yeah. who preaches the word of God, and he himself outlines it. And you know what that guy did? Didn't even watch it. Just continued. I mean, that shows the pride in the heart. Man. So, yeah, that's what we do. We, we handle it that way. Is it always pretty? Is it fun? Is it hard? It's absolutely hard, especially within the congregation because they don't understand that because there's this concept of like, whoa, that's not loving. When And mm-hmm. that's the problem in the church. Weirdly, we were talking beforehand is we have – Mainstream church, by the way, not the true church of God. Yeah. Um, the mainstream popular Christianity says love is allowing someone to do whatever they want with no consequences, unless it's some of the, quote, bad sins. Right. Which are just the ones that are very public. Mm-hmm. <laughs> right? Internal stuff like envy, jealousy, pride, hatred, division. Well, that you don't say stuff about that. <laughs> I did have a quick question, Yeah. and I was curious what your thoughts were on it, is... The, the, like, so you got the first step of that process, right? right. Which is going to them like by yourself, yeah. right? Do you think if you skip over that and you just go with people immediately, do you think there's times that that is necessary or do you think that is damaging? Dude, that is such a great question. Um, only because I've had people in the church 
where I've had to wrestle with this. Yeah. Um, Because <clears throat> you think if, it's if like, I were to say Todd himself, and yeah. again, we're going to call the Bible what the Bible is. A lot of people say, well, I'm afraid of conflict. I'm scared of conflict. Yeah. Okay. So I'm scared of this person. If you're scared of that person just because you're scared of conflict, then you're still being disobedient because you're putting your feelings above what Christ right, says. Right, and that's not your spirit. Correct. However, I'm going to give an addendum because i got to kind of look throughout all of Scripture. Mm-hmm. Say we've got a person, maybe it's a wife, who is being beat by her husband. Mm, right. Does she go to him and go, hello, <laughs> stop beating me because it is a sin. Or he's going to beat the tar out of her again, maybe. Yeah, there's a... You know, yeah. her, the fact that she's lived it has shown that... Um, no, I think she would get someone, you know, because the very life you're living with this person implies they know it's wrong. Mm. Um, you know, stuff like that, dangerous situations. That makes sense. Um, I think that, no, I don't think you should run off to everyone, but I think you, you go and involve someone else. Now, if it's a legal activity, we don't even need to go this because a person's already shown themselves to at least be in a, a point where, you know, um, that's easy, right? It gets trumped by elk, okay. You are going to murder me. I'm not just going to say, please don't murder me tomorrow. You know what I mean? Like, <laughs> right, right. Um, so we're talking purely church discipline. Yeah. And and Jesus told us himself to follow the laws of the land as far as they don't contradict Scripture. So in moments and situations where the sin blends into illegal activity, we have a responsibility to follow the laws of the land. Mm. A great example of that would be the case of, let's say, um, child child abuse, sexual yeah. abuse things of that nature. Well, there's a law that tells us we have an obligation. You know, I used to work for a teen center, um, which in that case, I'm also not in church with that person, but say here at the church, right? There's an obligation to, hey, we've got to do this. Right. Now, do I still think there's a possibility? I wonder if I go to the person and say, hey, I just want you to know I'm, I'm calling the police right now. Mm. Um, I don't know. You know, it depends on the situation with the kid because you don't want to put the kid in further danger. Right. So mm. anyway, I hope that helps you guys. Yeah, absolutely. I think we have time for maybe two more. Okay. Before we got a roll here. Okay. <clears throat> so I will look. Is that too much? Was that too wordy, guys? No, I don't anyway. think so. I, think I hope great. that makes sense, guys. Um, oh, as far as heresy, that's very clear too. Um, promoting heresy, how would, even a, even a frequent attendee, we're not going to let someone unrepentant sin for a frequent attendee is a little different because are they? Do they claim the name of Christ or are they seeking? It's ah. different for me a little bit. Now, it doesn't mean I would allow, and I think that's case by case. Sorry, I want to finish this sentence. Yeah. Because um, you can't hold them to the standard of a Christian when they're not there yet. Now, they don't get to be in member meeting, you know, those kinds of things. Sure. But they're in this, in, you know, my view, they're kind of in the, if you look at the old temple, they're in the Gentile portion of the temple, getting close to God, but they're not actually there yet to the Holy of Holies. Uh, promoting heresy, on the other hand, is very, very different. Oh, yeah. Promoting heresy affects the gospel and affects them and the entire church. You know, that kind of person, if they're not a member, doesn't get to be here. No. Period. Yeah, that's just part of protecting just the flock. Because, Correct. Just because people, I, I feel like this is, heresy is one of those things that is misdefined in the church today. Mm. Church, church has a capital C at, sure. in general, or maybe even in our church at times. Because I feel like people either don't look into it in the Bible or don't look up definitions or things like that. Maybe that's just me because I like, I want to actually understand. Yeah, understand I, I get you. and use words correctly. But... Could you define heresy for people? Oh, that's a great question, Clint. Actually, a really good question. Uh, to me, heresy, <clears throat> uh, generally speaking, is a teaching, <clears throat> theological teaching, um, about our faith that contradicts the gospel, changes the gospel. That's my simple definition. Yeah. Um, 
So it's something that intrinsically, excuse me, is twisting, changing, or contradicting the Bible and the gospel of the Bible, right? right. The entire so that's not a secondary thing. So there are certain things that I don't know. Just because someone in the church thinks that you need to dunk someone three times in water to truly be like water baptized, not yeah. not baptized in, as a Christian, but water the 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 act of water baptism. They yeah. say three times, and I and I say it's because they're saying it's in the name of the Father, the Son, the Holy Spirit. Mm-hmm. And I say you baptize once in the name of the Father, the Son, the Holy Spirit. Right. That's not heresy. <clears throat> it doesn't affect the gospel. No. Now, saying, for instance, that um, we could use the case of this person even mm-hmm. that in our church. It actually does is become heresy, right? At first it's just prideful and repentance and all that, but it becomes heresy because he is saying that that he is changing the nature of how you interact with God hmm. and the way God set things up, right? So I don't have to follow church authority that's right. because I don't feel like it. That's and right. Because I've repented to God, and I'm going to go around telling people that that's all you have to do. As long as you're, quote, good with God, which, yep. end quote, which means who defines that? Well, in his case, he defines it. That's right. Whereas we would say the Bible defines it. So that becomes heretical in the sense that you're saying a person's feeling trumps the word of God. Mm. Does that make sense? Yep. So a de- another, maybe a bigger heresy. Um, <clears throat> oh, goodness. We did a whole series on this, by the yeah, way, at our yeah. church called Heresy. It was very shocking yeah. and angered people. I think um, of, like, prosperity gospel. Yeah, I was going to say that. Yeah. that. That's a heresy, too, Yeah. because it changes the nature of the gospel. Um, some would say, well, Todd, not really. Well, it does, because, it, for instance, it affects the sovereignty of God. If God is just a being whom I can do specific rituals in order to get him to give me health and wealth and prosperity, who's yep. actually in control? You are, because when you do it, Correct. that's when you have it. Correct. So yep. that's a subtle thing, though, right? Oh, yeah. But it's heretical because it changes your view of everything. You still put yourself at the center that's right. of the story. It's my money. I must give this yeah. much to get. Clint, do you think that's answering the question for people out there? Yeah. Generally yes. and, like, specifically? Or is there another example you think would be helpful, or you think we kind of covered it? Because I think that's um, a great question. Yeah. Yeah, I, I think you covered it pretty, it, dude. At the end of the day, I think you covered it really well. I just that not, I've seen it in my own life where I've used that wrong. Sure. And people use heresy as a way to define a not to define. That's a dumb way of uh, explaining that. Use it as a, an excuse to push people out of the side of the church, but they're committing heresy when they're really not, gotcha. and they're actually yes. going and struggling yeah. through this. It's again, it's the idea of you've brought this up many, many times, as well as we had an episode. I actually think you have a sermon on this too, where it's stop biting each other. Yes, and it's that i the, <laughs> the idea, and, and like you're, you're biting each other at that point sure. too. You're coming from the other side, where like we disagree with someone, so they're heretical. Yeah, because if we call them heresy, we have a we can skip Matthew 18 exactly. right, and just exactly. kick them out, even right. though it's you, you can't. Using, like, like, like the baptism yeah. thing, like, you don't want to, you're a heretic. Yeah. 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 Um, yeah. Both both sides, I think, complement each other because it's it's the same idea. Heresy is a very serious charge. Absolutely. And, and you need Absolutely. to Absolutely. Great. Very, very It gets steep. thrown around a very lot, steep. and it shouldn't. And that, you know, we even had a hesitancy of doing the series because we know what that looks like. It's very personal. It can feel very personal. Yeah. Um, the way I've looked at it throughout, you know, where I finally landed for my own way of viewing life is I never, I'm never going to specifically, I'm not going to call out a church necessarily. I would if it got bad enough, I won't lie. 
um, if, depending on what they do. But I mm. will always call out a false teaching. Absolutely, man. And so, um, because it is possible that a person could know Christ and perhaps inadvertently be teaching a heresy. Yeah. We'll find out, based on the Bible tells us, how they respond when it's we so challenge crazy. them. You know what uh, I mean? Yes, because I was just thinking, and correct me if I'm wrong, but I was what hit my like what I was thinking was there is a difference between a sinner and a heretic. Yeah, absolutely. Um, every heretic is a sinner, but not every sinner is a heretic. Yes, in the sense, yeah. of, right? Mm-hmm. Using the terminology, so very simple. If, if that's too wordy for those that are listening, the Bible, <laughs> if it contradicts the Bible mm-hmm. and the teaching of the Bible, meaning it twists or contradicts it, changes it, it's heresy. Not a viewpoint of a certain thing. Makes sense? And mm. specifically, it'd be contradicting contradicting, or changing the nature of the gospel. Amen. So I guess we went a little long. We probably don't have time for the others right now. <laughs> so sorry, guys. Great question. Yeah, absolutely. <clears throat> um, I, what do you got? You got anything to say, man? Uh, yeah, just make it quick. Hey, guys, if you're watching this from Facebook, make sure to like, share it, put a comment. We will respond to whatever you, you're going to put in the comments. You know, if questions concerns you know you like our hair whatever um <laughs> you know right if you're watching from uh who 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 my mind youtube make sure you guys uh share it like it hit the subscribe button on our channel and make sure you hit the notification bell so you'll get notified whenever we post so you can watch it immediately and uh if you're watching from rumble give us a rumble rumble jumble love you guys lego Oops, why'd I say that? You're up. Anything, Clint? All righty. If you're on the pod squad, please leave us a five-star review, especially if you're listening on Apple Podcast or anywhere where you can leave us a review. It would really help us on the business end of things because the more reviews you give us, the more people that see this. And we yes. we really want to reach the max amount of people. So please leave us a review. Write something nice down there. And if you're not going to write something nice, do what your mama told you. Keep it to yourself. Um, you can even write if that you like PB&J sandwiches or that you like d and I, I like D&D and PB&J sandwiches. <laughs> exactly. So leave that down there. Leave us a five-star That's review. A Hope you have a great day. They said it. I'm very, very excited. Love these guys. Appreciate mm-hmm. you, man. Great job today. Great job, Fun Turn. Like I said, um, don't be surprised this week if you see some more Real talk. That's right. If whatever, whatever. It's so key for us, guys. I'm telling you, this stuff, if this blessed you, think about... If it blessed you, it's certainly going to bless someone else. Help us out. Help us out. You will go and share some guy, I don't know, making a crayon out of bear poop or something crazy, a video about that, like ridiculous video because you think it's crazy or one of like those satisfying videos where people are just chopping butter, but you won't share something that really, (laughs) he's laughing, he's distracting me, really can impact someone. So whether it is you know, take the link from the podcast if that's what you listen to and share it on your various social medias. Like, share that. Yes. You don't necessarily have to. So if you're, hey, you know what? I'm the person who always listening to the podcast. Then take that Spotify or take that Apple podcast yes. link and share it. That's right. Text it to your friends. Join us mm. because there's a movement out there, man, to what? Make social media a place that has some positivity and light. That's and right. Why? Because, quote, hashtag social media needs it. That's right. Love you guys. Appreciate you. We told you the link. It's active 27, 24, 7, 365. Boom. Thanks for sticking with us throughout some of the, the dark times. Mm. And boy, we're excited to be back here. It's really, I don't know, I guess in the light a little bit. That's right. Um, but hey, yeah, don't be surprised if we have some more coming out. Other than that, we hope you guys have a great day. And we mean this truly. God bless you. Yeah.